Well, welcome to another podcast. You're with Steve and Eddie, and we're really glad that you've joined us here today. Good morning, Eddie. Uh, Stephen. Yes, good to see you today. I see you've got your Crossroads hat yeah, on. Yeah, that's today. a hat you gave me. It's yeah. It's nice hat. Very nice, and uh, um, looks good on you. No you sports affiliation whatsoever. No. no. Although you could misconstrue the C for Chicago. But Chicago. I don't know. <laughs> but some could say... So you could misconstrue it for Cardinals. Well, but, that's true. Or with the D, the Dodger, and the S, Dodgers, <laughs> you know, for those among us who uh, are Dodger fans, oh, I see. there are a few yeah. scattered out throughout the congregation. Well, uh, you know, the Cardinals fans, um, when they lost uh, Albert Pujols, that was a pretty big Pretty big thing, pretty big deal, right? And he went to the Angels back back sometime. I like Albert Pujols. He's a good, yeah, yeah. he's a good Christian man. And and um, uh, anyway, now he's playing for the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, got traded over there. So Dodgers I hope he does kinda, well. Dodgers are kind of loving it because he I is hope, actually doing well. I hope he has a stellar year when they play the Cardinals. <laughs> Many hits. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just said stellar year against when they play the Angels, but no, you had to no, kind of go there with the Cardinals. Know, I, I understand. I've I've been I've been absorbed a lot of harassment over the years from Cardinal fans. I know. So I'm not one that holds grudges, but yeah. I'm still it's there. And uh, I even have two uh, within my household, my son and my yeah, wife. This is true. Are Cardinal fans, but so I have to deal with that. You can come over to our home. And where the whole Hollis brew is uh, Cubby's fans. Even so, the dogs. Yeah, even the dogs. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, you're... The you're, cat. If you ever get kicked the lizard. out of your bed. <laughs> the lizard. The dragon. He's a yeah, dragon. Yeah. 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 So. The bearded dragon. Well, uh, and, you know, and speaking of the Cubs and the Cardinals, um, we have... Uh, we've got some news to tell you. And, and if you haven't found out already, most of you might already know this, but uh, one of our own Sullivanites, I guess we could put it that way, uh, um, Courtney uh, Canfield, uh-huh. is now the uh, co-host on WBGL. On the morning show, is On it? the morning show that's, with that's Jonathan. A, that is wonderful. So Courtney and Jonathan, yeah. and uh, they were having a discussion the other day. Well, Jonathan's a huge Cubs fan, and Courtney... Happens to be a Cardinals fan, and so they've got this this guy in there that that does a lot of work with WBGL and and uh, they just call him Coach. He's a kind of a life coach type of thing. He speaks into their lives and he's on the air every once in a while. And so they had to call up Coach and they said, "What if we get into a debate and we just can't see eye to eye?" And the Cubs playing the Cardinals last weekend and the whole process, you know. And he says, uh, "What?" Do, Jonathan says, "What do we do?" And Courtney pipes up. She says, yeah, what do we do? And, and uh, Coach says, now listen, at the end of the whole day, you just need to remember, it's just a game. Yeah. It's just a game. And so uh, it was just neat. And, and their banter has been great. Um, interesting uh, little bit of tidbit of information. Courtney never went to school for radio broadcasting. And she just had the Holy Spirit nudged her. Uh, nudged a friend of hers, and then nudged, uh, told her to pray about it, encouraged her, then her mom encouraged her, and she said, okay, well, I'll apply, after she prayed about it. And they, could, they can't get over the fact that she just has 
fit right in. She's a natural. And she's done it because that's where God wants yeah, her. Yeah, that's cool. And, you know, that that very thing is exactly kind of what we're going to be talking about today as we can go right into that transition into that. But as as our hearts are, 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 are leaning into God and as we find that relationship growing, not out of law, as you spoke before, but out of love, mm-hmm. not out of the, the rules and regulations, but out of the law of the love, rather, the love and the mercy and the grace, where that relationship is developed from a father who does love, does discipline, but he does love first, mm-hmm. and he accepts you Amen. for who you are, and, and he's granted these gifts that he's given to you. and and to uh, have instilled upon you. So it's good stuff, man. I, so, uh, by the way, WBGL is out of Champaign-Urbana. And uh, here in this listening area, if you happen to be in the Sullivan and Terre Haute area, yep. it's 88.5 FM. And then they've got multiples. But you can find them on WBGL.org. And uh, you can actually listen online, too. So if you have never heard about that, that's a Christian radio station. <laughs> and uh, they do a great job. So... I just thought I'd throw that in there. So, Pastor, why don't we get started uh, this morning on on, uh, going right into it, and let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love that you have provided for us that is uh, abundant and uh, amazing. It's it's filled with a a joy and a grace and a mercy, and, and your kindness is overwhelming, and we are just so grateful for what you've done for us through Jesus Christ. I pray that as we speak forward today, you will be highlighted, that you will be glorified, that you will um, be magnified. And Lord, uh, as as we talk about the relationship with you and, uh, and even others around us, um, Lord, I pray that your words and your heart will be heard. And I do pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, the title of the message Sunday was, Are Your Relationships Healthy? And that's it's something to ponder. Hebrews 13, we go into it, and he, the writer of Hebrews has been laying down some pretty heavy theological things about believers and in our lives, and it's been vertical to God. Right. God and the person, God and the person. Now, it's it, he spread that out horizontally that we look as God comes down and it flows out in, in into uh, into our relationships. Uh, Hebrews thirteen one through three, continue to love each other with true Christian love. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Don't forget about those in prison. Suffer with them as though you were there yourself. Share the sorrow of those being mistreated as though you feel their pain in your own bodies. Uh, that's a, a tremendous sense of empathy mm-hmm. there that you feel, uh, you know, what others are feeling. So the text gives us three areas of need uh, in our life. Uh, he, he, first, he talks about to, uh, to our brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, let the love of the brethren continue, verse 1, in, uh, in true Christian love, and that's what he's saying. Of course, it gets in. There's different words for love in the Greek language, and there, there, he's using uh, uh, philos when we get the word Philadelphia. It's a, it's a brotherly love. It's not the same as agape, which is uh, uh, unconditional love. That, right. 
it's kind of interesting that God knows that we can't uh, exhibit agape love all the time. We say we do, but you notice in the scripture, he didn't say love brothers and sisters in Christ with agape love. Mm. Mm-hmm. He said do it with philos love. All right. Because it's it's not the same. He knows our hearts. We can say we love unconditionally, but not not to the extent that God does. Right. I, I never really thought about that in that context before. C.S. Lewis made an eloquent distinction between the love that lovers have to each other and the brotherly love which friends have. Lovers are always talking to one another about their love, friends hardly ever about their friendship. Lovers are normally face to face, absorbed in each other, and friends side by side, absorbed in some common interest. That common interest for us is Christ. It, it, that, is, that, is our, that is our basis mm-hmm. uh, to that. And I think the world's tough on people. You know, if you're a little different, you look a little different, or if you don't have the money to fit in and dress like your peers, you're you're made to feel like you're not wanted. It was like that clip from Shrek mm-hmm. that Donkey was trying to tell Shrek that he was he was okay, but Shrek said, "No, I'm just an ugly ogre." And I think the sad part about it, there's even believers that feel that way. Right, right. That feel like they they're not. Um, Accepted and and uh, could never be in the center or the or in crowd. Or it's, the, it's the it's, it's some of the experiences of going from a small town to a, a larger town, which was Freeport. And I will never forget this in, in junior high, where Stacy uh, went into. You might remember this as well, maybe to a degree. But there was a group of kids that were wealthy and could dress well and they'd stand and make fun of the other kids coming into to school the way they was dressed that just infuriated me yeah for sure it it it, it just did and taking Josh to school uh, when he started high school there there of course there's different groups there's the jocks um, the preppies or the rich kids, call them what you will today. And then you've got the, the roughnecks, or back in the day they called them hoods. Well, they'd be standing out front across the street smoking. And you'd go by and they'd make obscene gestures at you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to jump the curb and try and run over them. <laughs> just, for the, just for shock factor. Just, oh, no, Dad, they'd kill me. You can't do that, you know. <laughs> um, and that, I think that's, and I talked about a little bit on, about, on Sunday about the caste systems that were in culture that are here and within the context even of the body of Christ there's caste systems yeah when people say we well, you know our church has more God than yours uh, God has blessed me because he's given me these gifts and abilities that you don't have and on and on that happens all the time mm-hmm. and I think it I think it's sad you know I, I talked about five facts about friendship true friends a true friend has your back they're authentic and honest with you. They accept you for who you are. They want what's best for you. They don't abandon you, no matter what. Regardless of what situation you're in, they don't turn their back on you. You'll always be <laughs> you'll always be their, their friend. Proverbs 18.24, there are friends who destroy 
each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Of course, that brother is Jesus Christ, John 15, 15. I no longer call you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. You know, and then I, I, I always ask people to examine themselves on how are their relationships within the context of the body. Because that, that's so important. It's hard for people to treat everybody the same. It just... It yeah, just and is. that's... Right, and, and you, you know, going back to what you had said before with the philos love, right? This, this fact is, is that as we go to express that love and work on that, God is also wanting us to work on the fact that He wants us to work on the agape love, right? We, we've got that relationship with Him. We work on that, uh, and we, we see that He is giving us unconditional love. And so, therefore, as we give grace, as we look to strengthen our relationships, it, it's, it's a tough thing or a tough road to hoe, so to speak, yeah. if, as you mentioned before, to get to agape, unconditional love. But the fact is that we're pressing. God wants us to press towards that. As we do that, that philos will get stronger. Mm-hmm. When we see people through different lenses, we, we have to adjust our lenses, yeah, though. That's for sure. Our paradigms need to shift. We, we need to, if we've always seen an individual this way or the other, we need to, to take account of it and step back and get in, and, and get in a time of prayer and, and ask the Holy Spirit, Father, a Holy Spirit, nudge me, work on me, mm-hmm. soften my heart, and show me where I've wronged. You know, much like David, you know, he, he, he said, look, find Find me, yeah. find the faults in me, and work on me, and that's what we need to do. We need to be, we need to be working on our hearts, so that it is moldable in God's hands, so that we're able to love like He wants us to love. A great example of that is uh, Philo's love is is an acts. The believers were together every day, eating together and whatever. One of them was hurting; they sold stuff to. Give money to help bail the other one out. Right. That's 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 where it was then, and this is where it is now. You know, there's some generous folks, but you know, I don't think we would probably go to that extreme. We have become ingrown within ourselves, and we pretty much do look out for number one first. And I think that's just being honest. So, one of the things that um, I've I have I've had a chance to. Uh, speak to leaders here recently and uh, in a very neat context and one of the things that we talked about the other day was accountability and in accountability you can have partners and that's fantastic in fact it's it's uh, a really good way to go right you know you go to work mm-hmm. out if you have an accountability partner yeah. or you've got a, you're doing a diet you know somebody to check on you or you check on them um, that partner is good but there are the big accountability factor is one-on-one with yourself, right? Yeah. Accountability starts with us. We have to, we have to do something with us, no matter what. Um, we have choices, and one of the things that I wanted to bring uh, to you today, and I just feel like I'm able to share this right now, is that as we are working with our relationships, 
and we're accountable to those where the Holy Spirit is nudging us and using our gifts. We find that when, when we get to a point of excuses or reasons that we want to give why we might feel this way or act this way or respond this way is due to the fact of these three things. So, folks, if, you're, if you've got a piece of paper or if you've got your phone, just go ahead and write these down real quick. And that is, with yourself, you can shame, blame, or justify. Shame yourself. Well, you know, let's, let's, just, let's just give the example of a, of a diet. Well, I'm just a fat slob. That's just why I eat that donut. <laughs> I'm just, I, you see, I've always been that way, and you kind of just shame yourself, right? Yeah. Okay. Loser. Blame means, well, Jim brought the donuts to yeah. the office. I mean, it, I mean, I mean, Jim brought them. He, I mean, he paid good money for them. I'm, I'm going to have a donut. You hate to see him go to waste. Can't, I can't wait. I can't do that. <laughs> and we justify it. That's a part of the justify. Yeah. Well, I can't see him go to, I mean, Jim said, he came up to my office, he, he, put the donut on my desk and he says I got this donut specifically for you because I know you like it mm-hmm. well I don't want to hurt Jim's feelings well, I better eat that yeah so we justify so there's shame blame and justify and there's a little game you can play uh, when you when you realize you're doing one of those three you can um, the way it was told to me was you can take and put two dollars uh, you know, so it's not it's not easy necessarily to have a bunch of dollar bills in your pocket to you know because but it's kind of like you take the two dollars and you put it in your jar or whatever. But you can take a count like a little a little tally, mm-hmm. you know, like um, little notches, you know, on a piece of paper. Uh, if you find yourself doing it, or maybe um, uh, stick a few uh, stick a few, you know, try it with ten. Try try ten pennies, and see if you transfer. All of them or some of them from the right pocket of your jeans or your pants over to your left pocket. What, what I'm getting at is help yourself with your relationships. Are you using the shaming of, well, see, there you did it again. You know, you had that road rage, road rage mm-hmm. on the, you know, you, you're just a dork, you know. Uh, you know, you, you, are you shaming yourself? Are you blaming them? Well, they're the ones who cut me off. You know, I know that this is a different scenario towards the relationships we're talking about, but let's let's bring a little bit more to home. Okay. Coming to cro- a crossroads on the Sunday morning, and you see this individual that you're not necessarily nuts about. Uh, nuts about, <laughs> and you find yourself you you glance up before they see you, and you steer to the left, or whatever. And you you want to avoid, well, catch yourself, or whatever the case, right? I mean, these these relationships in which the body work on on that within the body first, and then using those things. But shame, blame, and justify. It's a really a, a, a good way to help keep yourself accountable. And, yeah. and by the way, the Holy Spirit will help you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's for sure. So I just wanted to interlude, just kind of interject there. Uh, some of that, and um, as we're talking about these relationships, well, and that makes sense. And he goes on from that relationship within the context of the body to a relationship to strangers. I've heard this 
verse talked about a lot, but I always miss the stranger part on the and focus on the angels. Do not neglect to show the hospitality. Show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? Well, yeah, it is. And the same word for love that is used in verse 1 is used in verse 2 in the compound philozenia, meaning literally love of strangers. By being hospitable to strangers, some have even entertained angels. And then it talks about that in Genesis 18, 1 through 22, uh, and Genesis 19, 1. And none of us would want to mess that up. But I think today in this culture, people are afraid to do that, to entertain strangers, to have strangers in your house. Mm-hmm. To, you know, I think culture has changed that a little bit, but I, I don't think that releases us from the responsibility of being kind to them and considerate and right. compassionate. I think right. that's where it's at. Uh, a lot of people, they're too busy in life to even do that. Uh, even as simple as simple as holding the door for somebody or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, if that makes and, and sense. I, and I believe that that's where it starts. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I that, think so too. That this journey towards understanding that uh, the, to react the way God or Jesus would would react or to love strangers, we need to work on and just be mindful of our actions, and the, the little ones. The downside of that, we have stereotyped whole groups of a people. If one's bad, they're all bad. Right. Blah, 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 you know, on that. So, and then he um, he comes, closes that, those first three verses up with um, our ministry to prisoners. Right. I, I think that starts out, those followers of Christ have been, been incarcerated for their faith, because there were some. Yeah, and then uh, the the rest of that made sense to me t- to uh, those within the body uh, or the context of the church that have put themselves in their own prisons, whatever that might be, whether yeah. it's mental, physical, whatever, uh, and were to minister to them to try to get them back to somewhat normal. Because there's a lot of people that's. Uh, in prisons of depression and on and on and you can name one thing after the other um, if that makes sense yeah and 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 here's um, here's one thing that that we want to emphasize during this time that and I'll, and I'll give a little bit of a, a shout out towards our membership classes is that when you go through, um, into the 301 and the 401 mm-hmm. and that, you're starting to look at the gifts and the personality, the, the, the way that God has designed you. Right. And then you find uh, as, you, as you hone into that and you understand this is where I'm the strongest, this is where God's gifted me, this is where... And when you start to find out um, these different areas, God is going to use you in an area mm-hmm. that he strengthened you in, yeah. whether it's hospitality or teaching or, or um, uh, the the process of leading or, or the, you know, it's down the line, right? right? And so we have these things that that we're working on, and God is is going to put you in areas in which he is able to use you the best that mm-hmm. he can for his kingdom work. 
This is great stuff. Yeah. Because what it says to us is that those that are a little fearful of these types of things that we're talking about, whether it's uh, you know going right up to a stranger and hey, how you doing, Jim? Yeah. You know, or, or how you doing? Uh, what, what's your name? You know, that kind of thing. Some people can do that. Other people yeah. cannot. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and yet there are ways in which God can use all of us. Mm. It's a, we're a part of the body, and it is great. So we want to encourage you. Uh, I'm going to interject again, right? If if you've not taken the membership classes, if if there's if you've missed these last ones, and you want to do them, uh, get a hold of us. We do want you to to get through those and and uh, progress through that, so that sure. we can be yeah, strong for the body. And it's good because uh, we get to know each other a little better in those classes, and it's just it is very good. So yeah. Well, um, Bishop. Sam Lewis will be here next week, uh, imparting words of wisdom. And yes, he will. Word. Here coming this Sunday. This and Sunday. Then the, uh, the Sunday after that, on uh, June twenty seventh, uh, we're still. You know, we're we're wrapping this up in Hebrews. But is the American family in trouble? Is the title of that message? Uh, I, I found some things that, just, <laughs> in a sense, are disturbing. That that's never reported in the news. The media doesn't report uh, things like that. In the last few months, a very important document came out of the U.S. Senate entitled The Demise of the Happy Two-Parent Home. It's a report on the American family and how its decay has infected all aspects of society. The report states, As sources of social capital, few relationships are as important as the family ties between parents and children. And I, I mean, I found some statistics that's that's almost off the chart that we don't you don't know that uh, if, that we don't realize or we we never think about politics uh, reaching the grassroots level into our lives. But in a sense, uh, it says there are the reasons this report is most important document to come out of the Senate, and we ignore it at our peril. The very future of our nation is at risk if we do not take action to reverse the damage that has been done to marriage, family, and parenting in 21st century America. Stanley Kurse writes at the National Review, because the family has been since approximately forever on society's foundation, it makes sense from the traditional point of view that family decline would have pervasive social effects, yet no one dares to discuss it. And that's... Mm. Man, it has. The, the family's made fun of. It's put down. And now anybody can say they're a family and they want everybody to accept that. Mm -hmm. God set the family up. We didn't do it. He did it. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to get into this because we'll talk about it uh, again. Well, uh, but I, 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 say, I think it's awesome timing because this coming Sunday is Father's Day. Yeah, exactly. Weekend. Yeah. And uh, the very foundation... You know the the uh, where where the family is supposed to be um, built in and around that uh, house band that husband um, is is from the father um, needs to to uh, be developed be strengthened and um, man oh man we need to as dads as uh, as uh, Head of the head of the homes, uh, we need to make sure that our integrity and our character is so true to God's yeah, that's word. That's for sure, because that you're yeah, that, that does make sense to follow up Father's Day with this message, 
Hebrews 13, verse 4. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled. For fornication and adulterers God will judge. That was the NIV. New Living Translation puts the same verse. Give honor to marriage. Remain faithful one to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. And in the message, honor marriage and guard the sacredness of sexual intimacy between wife and husband. God draws a firm line against casual and illicit sex. So, mm-hmm. and that's where we're, you know. And that, in this culture, this day and age, oh needs to hear that desperately so that we need to impact that into our hearts and hold yeah. true to what God's Word. God, God puts these things out in His Word for, to really, uh, not only for His glory, and growth for him and within the kingdom, but the betterment yeah. of all things. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's our, for sure. Uh, how we how we bruise each other and how we, um, you know, Satan Satan has come to kill, destroy, thieve. You know, and in this sense, and we see it happening in our world. Satan is doing everything he can to silence the voice of the church. Right. Absolutely, he's trying. Cancel culture on and on. We're just, we should be, we just shut up and go along with the flow. Mm-hmm. That, that's what they want, but we, we can't do that. That's why we are in society. That's why we are in culture. We are salt and light, and we have to keep that up. And this is such an important issue about what constitutes a family today. Mm-hmm. Everybody, uh, the world wants to say anybody can be a family. You don't mm-hmm. have to be a husband, not man, woman. Hus- you can't. You don't have to even be husband and wife to mm-hmm. have a family. But that's not what God's design is. When we come into the scriptures and we see they're trying to silence us, mm-hmm. and it's like Luther's book. We will not be silenced, right. and that was exactly. Man, he's got some hair raising. Uh, <laughs> Erwin Lutzer, we will not be silenced. If you want your hair to stand up on end, read that book, uh, because he he hits the truth and he has facts to back it up. Mm-hmm. There's no misleading information. It's all fact checked. It's fact. Yeah, it's what's happened and already in this country and uh, trying to silence the voice of Christ. And we knew we know it's we know it's going to be that way. It, Nonetheless, that doesn't make it any easier for us, right. knowing that, knowing that Christ will one day split that eastern sky, that the uh, the trumpet will sound and the voice of the Lord and say, come on, kids, and we'll be out of here. That's not the, what he's going to say. But <laughs> <laughs> for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. I don't know what that shout will be. The voice of the archangel and the trumpet mm-hmm. of God. Three voices, three noises. Jesus... Archangel Michael and uh, Trump, mm-hmm. Gabriel, mm-hmm. <laughs> the horn horn player. So that's uh, that's what we look forward to. And sometimes you almost per- perk your ears up and hoping that's what it's going to be. But I don't know. That's going to be quite a shout from Jesus that every, all these kids hear it. Yeah, I tell you, um, <laughs> you want to be. Well, we want you, we, we hope that you are growing in your relationship Amen. with the Father. 
so that as you learn more about him through his word, as you are working on the relationships that, that are in front of you and around you, uh, that he's glorified, mm-hmm. that, that we work on these areas where he's, I, I use the word honing, but, but also yeah. at the same time, um, pulling that dross off, off of, uh, of your life, the, the stuff that is not needed. And we want to hold on to that so often, right? You know, the, the heat wants to get built up underneath that, uh, our lives, and we, we feel that, but we don't want to let go of certain areas. And when we do, we realize as in, in God's hands, He's able to do a great thing. And so we want to encourage you um, with a great word of love to keep on, keep it on for the, for the glory of God mm-hmm. and His majesty for in the end, and we all have an end yeah. on this earth. This is just the temporary place that we will be found in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. for He is the one who has gone before us. Praise His name. Amen. It's good stuff. Amen. Pastor, can you go ahead and have sure. a word of prayer? Thank you, God, for your love towards us. It's, it's amazing, Lord, we read in Romans that you loved us while we were still sinners, that we were out in the world, and uh, your agape love drew us in, and we came to you and became your children. And we thank you for that over and over again, Lord. As we think about this passage in Hebrews, uh, first three verses of chapter 13, Lord, and uh, for us to remind ourselves to really check our relationships. Of course, it's first with you, but then with other people within the context of the church and the body, not just this church, the universal church, the, all the believers yes. in the world. And then to think about how we treat people, strangers. Mm-hmm. First meetings are important, first uh, time we meet people. And Lord, then with the prisoners, on as far as um, Maybe not so much those incarcerated that we don't see or won't ever see. We look around, we see people maybe in our own family that's built their own prison. And as like you said, Jesus, you're, you have come to set the captives free and we're to share that news. So just give us boldness in that. And I pray for my brother Sam as he comes and brings a message Sunday that uh, we might, the voice, through his voice as you speak Holy Spirit, that we might be attentive. You've always given him a good message. And as we uh, look on to the next week after that, Lord, and about the family, as, uh, uh, that we might be eager to hear what you have to mm-hmm. say to us. Mm-hmm. So again, thank you for Steve and this time this morning, Lord, we lift uh, these folks that's listened to this podcast up to you. Ask that you bless them. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, thank you for uh, bringing that uh, word to us and as we speak uh, about the relevance of uh, God's work in our lives. Thank you so much. It's good to be with you folks and uh, thank you for uh, spending some time here with us today and we hope that you are enjoying each week uh, a chance to to dive in midweek on your own time uh, to be able to listen and kind of review some of the stuff that that can be pertinent to your, your growth spiritually from last week's message and even taking a look at what's to come and uh, continue to be praying for one another uh, and uh, lifting each other up and and not only prayer but uh, also in in deed and and, uh, as you greet each other. So uh, work on those relationships and and, uh, commit it as you shift your paradigm and uh, uh, adjust those lenses. 
Well, God bless you and thank you for being with us. And may you have an awesome, awesome rest of your week. We'll see you.